those boot straps and just take it for a walk. We're wearing boots. Oh, did you take off? I took my shoes? my shoes off. Yeah. You guys can take yours off. Oh, I should do. That. Actually, yeah. Let's let's nice. take a moment. Let's take a moment real quick. And anyone who's at home right now and wants to get comfy, now is your time. Pants too, yeah. Unbutton those pants if you want. If you want to. Pour a cup of tea. Do something really nice for yourself. And if you're driving, keep your eyes on the road, keep your hands on the wheel. But tell yourself that you're fucking awesome. If you're driving, you're so magical that you could just close your eyes and take your hand off the wheel, and you'd still be able to drive. Try it. No. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Let's not do that. All right. Is everyone here comfortable? I'm very comfortable now. My shoes are off. This feels great. Awesome. Well, welcome, Sam Street. Hi, Sam. Hi. <laughs> hey, ladies. Hello to everyone. Mm. And welcome back to Podcast on the Vibe. Are we breathing? What are we breathing? Are we yeah, breathing? we can totally. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was just waiting for you to breathe. With- yep. Okay, yeah, let's okay, breathe. let's breathe. Okay. Everyone, if you can, close your eyes. And if you can't, just get into a really, really nice groove and we're gonna breathe in and out through our nose all right so take a big deep breath in and hold it for four counts one two three four take another sip in and let it all out through your nose one two three four now do it in your own time, a couple more times. On your next inhale in, I want you to imagine that earth energy is entering your root, the base of your spine, and heading towards your heart, right in the center of your body. And on your release, imagine that that energy is being pushed back deep into the earth. You're thanking the earth for being your home and for providing grounding and reality to your existence. And on your next inhale, I want you to imagine a warm white light entering the crown of your head. And on your exhale, imagine that light going deep into your heart. Now try to remain in that feeling for the rest of this podcast, for the rest of this day or night. And slowly open your eyes. I opened my eyes to Dookie Duke. Duke. Oh, he's so royal. Best. He's sitting on our coffee table, just like super present. I feel like Duke is the ultimate teacher of abundance. Like he constantly live in his most like abundant, royal, majestic state. You know what I mean? Yeah, we don't even need Sam here today. We'll just interview yeah. Duke. Sam, why are you Mike. here exactly? I'm here <laughs> to introduce you to Mr. Duke. <laughs> the most abundant creature that ever walked the earth. And you know he knows it. Exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. he lives in that. Eyes. Look at that confidence. Look at that mustache. <laughs> <laughs> that looks 
pretty spot on <laughs> replica, Sam. Yeah. Man, you do. I wish you could see this right now. <laughs> you do a good Duke impression. <laughs> Sam, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks very much. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you. Sam's in my groundlings class with me. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. Yeah, we do the things and the stuffs and the comedies. Improv. We're currently an intermediate together. Oh yeah. Which get is it? like one big giant character workshop. It's tough. It's challenging. So who knows? You might get some characters thrown at you, you today. <laughs> but uh anyway. <laughs> well it's something we actually met the first day of class because we were assigned to introduce each other to the class. That's right. So I feel like this is like a weird like full recall. Circle. Yeah, full circle moment back it's like to the mid season finale. Exactly. Like I'm reintroducing mm. you. Mm-hmm. Here we are. And, and I'm now we're in season two. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Bye. This is our first episode of the new year. Oh, that's so true. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> this <laughs> episode today is about abundance. Exactly. And a little bit more about Sam. The reason we have Sam on as a guest is he was a finance major at University of Georgia. Go dogs. <laughs> that's right. And he moved to Los Angeles originally to become, I love, he he told me never to use this, but I think I've used this every time oh, I've introduced no. him to someone ever. He moved to Los Angeles to become like the wolf of Melrose is what I'll say. Hey. <laughs> like, Melrose. Yeah, wolf of Wall Street, but the wolf of Melrose. It's a stepping stone to Wall Street. <laughs> the better it's stepping stone. stone. It's, a little, it's a little to the west, but that's okay. It's the warmer stone, let's that's be real. definitely true. has better weather, yeah. Yeah, it's the shaky... Stone that's on fire and is also sometimes like sliding in mud. It's better than My that. favorite stone for sure. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it's more abundant than Wall Street for sure. I feel that. I feel like there's a very abundant mentality here, whereas like I feel like in New York it's all very like Wall Street. I feel like it's like there's like a scarcity, like we never have enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, people sure. just it definitely seems more, that yeah. way. Yeah. It's a hustle. That no matter what, right? Would mm-hmm. you say that money is a hustle? What would no you describe what. what would you describe money as? Like what would you Money <gasps> is green, evil paper of greed. <laughs> we have to have it. I mean, our society's structured in a way that, you know, you have to have it to do certain things that you want to do with your life. Uh, yeah, I mean anyone Absolutely. listening to it's this a necessary evil. knows for sure. If you purchased your phone or the car that you're listening to this in, you probably went through some sort of moment of financial stress to get whatever you're listening on currently mm-hmm. right that's very true yeah yeah or I at least do. to maintain it yeah <laughs> <That's> so true <laughs> gas phone bills chargers parking tickets toilet paper cat litter i mean there's so many recurring <laughs> expenses in our world how do we do it guys rent uh, oh. that's a big one yeah that's like the one i feel and i find it important to acknowledge that even though we are a spiritual podcast to an extent and in in the spiritual world, a lot of people consider money to be this t- taboo thing that doesn't really exist. And while I definitely feel that there is truth in that, where it's just a concept or a construct, rather, it is how we function. It's how we survive. And to pretend that that's not the case is being a little impractical. Mm-hmm. Dollar dollar bill, y'all. Dollar bill, all dollar, about the dollar Benjamins, bill. baby. You don't see yeah. me, but I'm throwing dollars. Making it rain. She's yeah. making it rain all over, all Duke. over Duke. What made you want to switch to acting from finance, Sam? Oh my gosh, here we go <laughs> down the rabbit hole. Yeah. I okay. So a backstory: I majored in finance at UGA at Georgia, and I loved it. 
I loved it. It was essentially, it was problem solving. You were in a frat too, right? You were in like this whole, I picture you as like this whole other person in college. I was, I had changed a lot over the years. (laughs) From freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year, very different people. Okay, but anyway, finance majoring, I'm getting you off topic. It's okay. I like getting off topic. Um, Yeah, I majored in finance. Um, They have a great business school at Georgia. Mm. So I was in good company over there. Um, I loved it. You know, it was problem solving. I was learning about the economy. It was just so interesting and fascinating. Um, And then I interned for this company that is a global company. They had an office in Atlanta, and I'm from Atlanta, so I worked in that office the summer before my senior year right they uh liked my work they flew me out to la to interview for their santa monica office oh my gosh they flew you out that's so fancy yeah it was cool and it was like um i want to say august or september of my senior year of college oh you felt like the (laughs) baddest of the asses oh yeah (laughs) yeah the the ego was was growing um and then yeah i ended up getting the job um in october they gave me a call and I got it. So the enti- my entire senior year, I had this great feeling. I knew I was moving to L.A. And it was so exciting. That's amazing. And I was doing what I wanted to be doing. You know, there wasn't any other job that I'd rather be doing. It was this. And then I got there. <laughs> and then uh, that's where the story turns darker. Because I was loving it at first. I was in this great honeymoon phase. Oh, yeah. Mm. I was loving it. And then... Um, I just picture you in like this big office poster board of suit. like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> with finance like twirling around in your office, <laughs> rose petals. Like, <laughs> no, it was a great company. I mean, I learned so much. Um, I was working a lot, I was working probably 80 hours a week on average. Jesus. Uh, wow. So, if you get, if you want to picture it, I would get in the office at 8 a.m. every day. And you wouldn't leave until like 10. Uh, probably later, yeah. I mean, 10, 11, 10 30 on average, maybe. There are a couple like 2 a.m. 3 a.m., 4 a.m. nights. And those sucked. And so what were you doing? Okay, so crunching numbers? A lot of uh, Microsoft Excel. I'm very good at Microsoft Excel. Oh uh, basically, gosh. what the company does, I don't want to get too into it. Yeah. It, it might get really boring. <laughs> uh, okay. But we are a uh, commercial real estate. We were, I'm, I said like I'm still part of it. We are a commercial <laughs> real estate brokerage company. So we work, we sell office buildings, malls, industrial warehouse portfolios <laughs> apartments really cool stuff i mean you're dealing hey, with like so many people get off on that and do it yeah. well get, like you get off on I, it seriously yeah, no, they like do. numbers people, and, and sales it's big and money so it's a big and ego money. thing yeah yeah that probably took a lot for you to step away from and like the opinions of others and your family like yeah. I'm sorry if this is if we're like no, rubbing any dirt in your wounds right now. Put but. it in there. Put some salt in there, yeah, baby. Right. It gives you experience for your acting journey. It did. It really did. You see so many Super characters true. when you're working in finance like that. Oh, I mm. bet. Um, but yeah, I mean, the hours got to me. And then I was also just having like a quarter life crisis. I was like, you know, making all this money, um, working a lot. I didn't have much of a social life because you're you worked on the weekends too most of the time. Oh my God. Mm. So I was in this new city and I was so excited to be in LA, but I couldn't do anything cool. Yeah. Uh, and I just, out of curiosity, I had always kind of been interested in acting. I never did theater or anything, but I started taking acting classes um, for fun and it became like a huge passion of mine. You know, it was literally, it was like therapy for me. Like I could not get through the week without going to a class and just getting out of my head for three hours at the end of the week and then going back to work. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, it was so amazing. Um, and that passion just grew. 
And I knew that I could see everyone around me in the office and I could see where I'd be five years down the road, 10 years down the road. Yeah. And it wasn't what I wanted to do with my life. Hell so. yeah. And you followed that instinct. You took yeah. that calling and ran. I got out. I got out. I left after, uh, I was there for a little over a year. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, I guess I started in July. At least you stuck it out. Yeah. Yeah, you you put the time in and saw if that was really what you wanted to do, and Mm -hmm. it wasn't. That's kind of how it works, though, is uh, a lot of your compensation in that industry comes from your your annual bonus. Mm. Oh, that bonus. That bonus money. (laughs) So you waited. I waited for that. And you got that. I got that. (laughs) And and you pieced out. There it is. But is. that's the hook. See, this is yeah. why you're financially savvy. This is why you're on our episode, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> because I stuck it out. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a, a trap too because, you know, you end up making a lot of money and you wait every year for this bonus, right? And then you get it and you're like, oh, life is great. And then by like six months after that, you're like, oh, I can't leave now because I put in half a year's work and I got to get that bonus money. Right. So yeah, it's a cycle. Damn. But, uh, but yeah, I'm super happy. I'm like 20 times happier now. Good. It's great. Well, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Thanks. And you're working, you got a new job, right? Yeah, I've been uh, waiting tables in Santa Monica. Fuck yeah. And <laughs> I have been auditioning for tiny things. Tiny, tiny things. Hey, any of the things yeah. are all of the things. Mm-hmm. Truth all at once. Yeah, it's a stepping stone. But it's fun. I just, I have a lot more free time and I have time to have a social life. It's great. Mm-hmm. And you have... I'm, I'm assuming since you're so savvy with it, you have enough to sustain your yeah. acting career and your living expenses in one of the most expensive places mm-hmm. in America. Yeah, uh, no, no, no doubt about that. For so sure. share with us <laughs> your pieces of advice. <laughs> do it. Oh Let's do gosh. this. Yo, do yeah. you have a prepared question? Or we're, kind of, yeah. I guess. Okay, so if I'm being super, really, really real right now. Mm-hmm. I'm currently in the worst financial place I have ever been in in my life. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Sam so, <starts> sweating. <laughs> no, it's okay though. I mean, it's not okay. You're I'm very not... happy to be, you know, you, <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that by talking You're very to you. Happy Thank for you. someone that's bordering homeless. That's, that fucking means a lot because I, I was saying this to Victoria yesterday, um, you know, that is the, my truth. That is 100% my truth. And like, I keep trying to overcome it. And I'm applying for new jobs and like nothing is biting right now. Yeah. But I'm doing the inner work and I'm, I'm being proactive about it, even though I have had days in this past month of me just like wallowing in my own bullshit and not being happy <laughs> about it because it sucks. Yeah. It fucking sucks. But, you know, I'm meditating. I'm I'm going outside when I need to. I'm eating good food, you mm-hmm. know, or healthy food. And I'm not eating a lot of food right now because I can't afford it. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm taking sacrifices where I need to. I'm not going out and spending money because I don't have any right now. Yeah. And so I feel like my mindset is in a good place and I'm reading and and trying to, you know, do my actor homework and figure out like what my next step in my career is Mm -hmm. on top of, you know, looking for new gigs. So, yeah, I feel like for the first time in my life at this really, really low place that I'm currently at, my my head and my heart are pretty good. And I think that that's only going to aid me in this in this experience and aid me in this, you know, transition out of 
figuratively the death card that I keep pulling in my tarot deck like literally like I keep pulling the death card which if those of you who know tarot um you know it doesn't actually mean like real death it just means like a rebirth and Mm -hmm. it's always ugly to go through a rebirth it's not pretty while you're going through it but it's beautiful in hindsight so yeah that's where you learn I feel yeah So yeah, I'm in a really, really, I'm I'm between a a rock and a hard place right now. Um, So that being said, um, you know, and and pursuing this this lifestyle that the three of us are and and many of you out there listening Mm -hmm. are dear friends um, that are performers and creatives. And those of you who have the nine to five, but, you know, want more or, um, you know, what have you, what advice do you have for us? in this ever-changing, ever-fluid lifestyle that we're living. Well, first off, you sound like you're handling yourself really well with this whole situation. You know, oh, got <laughs> me goes. I guess he agrees or disagrees. He, Thanks, dude. That's an agreement. That's a yes and. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you sound like you're doing the right things. You know, you're very conscious of your money. And that's like the number one thing, I think, is just being aware of what you have uh, and not being unrealistic with it. Really? I'm sorry, I laugh simply because I haven't checked my bank account in like over a week. And oh that's, my gosh, you're <laughs> making me sweat. sweating now. <laughs> no, oh my gosh. Um, I, I mean, I check mine, I want to say every day, like every not neurotically. <laughs> Hopefully not neurotically. On the hour. I'm checking it right now. I'm freaking out because I haven't checked it in half an hour. Um, but being conscious of it and being realistic about it and budgeting. Budgeting yeah. is huge. And yeah. that's, that takes, you know, saving your receipts. Um, realizing, okay, this is what I need for this month. I need to spend this much on groceries last week. This is on average what I spend. Why would mm. you say saving your receipts just so you realistically see how much you're actually spending? Yeah. as yeah. A, I mean, just so you can like break it down by item and say mm. like, all right, I've been buying like X amount of toilet paper this month. Wow. Okay. You don't right. have to be like, you know, meticulous or neurotic about it, but it's just like making it conscious and being aware of it. It's a huge thing. No, that probably makes you feel like a little bit more in control of your life in general. Like just being yeah. like that awareness that mm-hmm. you say like, because once you wake up to it, like, wow, I have been shitting an awful lot because I bought toilet paper 20 times in the past <laughs> week. Like what's going on with me? Yeah. Like, yeah, I should get yeah. It kind of informs you about other aspects of your life. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you're right. spending too much money on, uh, you know, Del Taco and it's using right. it. It's a joke. But right. uh, like... <laughs> Um, you know, treating yourself, it is important to treat yourself. I think it feed the soul a little bit. Mm. Every once in a while you need to eat out. You need to do things that are going to make you happy as a person. You can't just be a Scrooge and like save it all too. Right. Um, Because I've known people like that and they seem so anxious and uptight about everything. Yeah. Like they can't go spend a dollar on anything at all. Oh, yeah. No, you've, you need to find a middle ground because yeah. that's one end of the spectrum and the other end are the people that are like just living completely. And I don't mean I like they just live for like today and they're not like saving for tomorrow at all, right. you know, and you right. do have to be aware of that because we're trying to pursue something that takes months to take to, you know, take off and take flight. So you have to be realistic with it and say, all right, I'm not going to get my dream acting gig next month, uh, I need to support myself for a couple of months right. to make this worth it. So sometimes make sacrifices in the big picture, or not the big picture, it's for the big picture, but make sacrifices in um, in the acting or whatever it is that you're pursuing and getting another job if need be, which again is kind of where I'm at right now, mm-hmm. um, to sustain yourself 
for that acting job in the future or for when the acting job is not as fruitful as you'd like it to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. You got it right. Um, you know, and I, acting classes out here, any actors listening will agree, they're so expensive. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Not to mention for that the stuff. headshots, the workshops, yeah. the wardrobe, the makeup for us ladies and, and men, but like, jeez. <laughs> yeah, no, for yeah. real. It gets really overwhelming because you... If you are hustling and doing all these like side jobs and side gigs, like that takes so much of your focus, Mm -hmm. you know, to Mm -hmm. like maintain that and like keep that going. So to sprinkle in like the actual career, like the actual business of it, you're right. It takes a long time. A lot of organization. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. And you'll be in between jobs for months, maybe even a year at a time where you won't have an acting gig and you have to be happy in life. You have to be doing something fulfilling and figuring that out as a performer, what what your side gig is, is so difficult. I mm-hmm. feel like that in and of itself takes like a few years. If not, I mean, you could just like stay in a restaurant. Personally, I had to quit serving because it was sucking my soul. And now I'm like in the, I'm not in the worst financial state, but I'm up in the air. Like I'm, the reason I'm refusing to look at my bank right now, <laughs> I'm sitting here with like my notebook and pen, like, okay, Sam, teach me everything. Because literally I'm up in the air right now where I have, I think six different jobs oh and I have no idea how much money I'm getting from any of them oh, because you I've, keep track of that. Oh. well, because I've just started yeah. like most of them, if okay. that makes any sense. So I don't know what my financial income looks like with them yet. Right. Not until like March. Well, I know what it's looking like for me. Yeah, that's fair. Because like at the end of February, you know, not I just won't know. So I'm like, yeah, let's start. I can hope I can pay my bills for these jobs. Like, I hope I'm gonna be okay. And that's why I haven't yeah. looked because I'm just like, I'm not spending any money. So I'm just not even gonna look and see how much I, I just don't have in my brain. I'm saying I don't have any money to spend. Okay, yeah. So I'll use my credit card for groceries and gas. And then I'll put, pay that off slowly. I'm like, I'm okay financially, but that's my method is like, right. I'll use my credit card for necessities and then I'll look at it and I'll pay it off like as I go, because I don't know how long this money's going to last me because I don't know how much money I'm making this next <laughs> month. So we'll see where it goes. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. there's moments like that in life too, where you'll be out of a job for, I mean, even just like your general side gig job, like you, you get fired, you get laid off. Or it just doesn't come in the way that it once was or the frequency of that work. That That's my case right now because I do a lot of jobs that are fleeting or, you know, like brand ambassador work or mm-hmm. or inconsistent. Um, background. Yes, yeah. right. it's just very inconsistent. And you expect to to always have the same frequency that, you know, like last year at this time, um, it was it was popping. Yeah. I was doing fine or I was, I was doing okay. Like <laughs> I was surviving right now. It feels like just complete desolation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when that, and, and you can't rely on those things to uphold your, your, you know, life because those are fleeting and inconsistent, but it, it's still like crushing <laughs> when it doesn't come through. You gave up benefits and everything at that job too? Like oh my these, gosh, yeah. Oh my everything, God. Everything, yeah. 401k, all that jazz? Well, okay, so I didn't start my 401k yet. Uh, here's the thing with the 401k is like, it's an amazing investment. Right. Um, you're Usually you'll be working for a company that will match up to like 6% or whatever of you, what you put into it. Right. So that means you're putting in money, they're putting in money into your account too. And you had to wait, uh, you had to be employed a full year before they match. Before that would It's happen. really only worth oh, it if they okay. match. Yeah. I don't want to get too financial. 
I mean, hey, please do. That's, that's, that's what this is for. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's maybe someone that needs that question answered, you know. Oh, the 401k question. Maybe. Yeah. Here it is. Here's Hi. the answer. Yeah, if you need it. Yeah. yeah, honestly, like, I know about them, but this was something I wanted to bring up before yeah. you got into this. Like, these things are necessities for adults, at least in America, to know. And yeah. we're never taught that in primary school. We have to go and be a finance major to really get the ins and outs of these these necessities yeah. for for adulting. It's ridiculous. I, I feel like you should be required to take personal We finance. don't know how I, to do no, our taxes. I like, to, listen, though, because I wouldn't have graduated college. I tried. I voluntarily enrolled in a personal finance class in college. It wasn't a part of my course curriculum. I went on Tuesday nights for five hours to that freaking finance class. I got a financial calculator. I sat in that class and I... I hustled through for six weeks until I was flunking. I couldn't understand any of it. I did. It was such a big class. I had three people in my study group trying to teach me things. I couldn't do the math of it. I literally couldn't figure out Are like you not mortgages. A math no, I'm not the math. <laughs> I only graduated high school because my senior year, someone let me like cheat off of all their math tests because they were sitting right next to me. I will admit it. I was cheating <laughs> off of my hey, head. Thanks for being <laughs> honest here. Yeah. yeah. That's actually the same class that got me credit for college. It was a college algebra and statistics class. And I didn't have to take math in college because of that class. So that, yeah. that, that little Italian wonderful beauty that ended up being my roommate in college that freshman year, Francesca. I'll go ahead and shout her out. She let me cheat <laughs> off of every single one of her math tests. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a 94 in math. Damn, Francesca. And I, yeah, I know. And I tried to go back to personal finance my junior year of college. And I couldn't do... Yeah, and that's like three years or oh two my years gosh. After. At least you tried. Yeah. I did. Tr- I tried hard. That was my most stressful class, and I wasn't required. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I, was, I would cry on the days of exams because I felt like I wasn't going to be able to manage my life because I couldn't fa- like pass personal finance. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's not a good idea saying maybe it shouldn't be required because they know that no one can do it. <laughs> you can do it. They just need better teachers. That's, yeah, that's Just blame true. it on your teachers. No, but it's also, I think it's important to talk about the positives behind money too because I think in our, especially in our like artist liberal brainwave mindset, like, mm-hmm. you know, money can feel really evil and it can be a root of a lot of evil. But it's it's that mentality that I think stops people from tapping into their wealth and into their abundance like that that belief that is somehow um inherently negative and doubtful about like well money just makes you a bad person right or, it causes right. a lot of fear and money and doesn't grow on trees money's uh you, you know what were you gonna say it, it can and this is something that ian has reminded me a lot um is that depending on how you're raised and how um you know, your parents or your family's relationship with money mm. or lack thereof. I think maybe my cat is locked in my closet. Cool. Let me let me just go check. <laughs> but before I do that, I just want to say that there can be a lot of shame incorporated into relationships with money and your success and your yeah. your worth. Yeah. I know I I struggle with that a lot when I'm, you know, negative or or just above, you know, where I need to be, I feel like I'm a worthless human being and I completely throw out my talents my gifts my good traits and and focus on well I I'm a low life I suck I have no money so therefore I am not 
anything. Anything. Right. Let me go check on my cat real yeah, quick. Yeah, go get your kitty. No, but I feel you on that. Do you, what do you have to say about the money mentality? The money mentality. Yeah, like what's your, what's your advice as far as like a healthy money mentality? Yeah. Besides I mean, managing it well. Besides managing well. I get that Danielle was saying. Like I feel like... If you grow up in a household where money is a constant struggle mm. and it is always on your mind in a negative uh, light, yeah, you know, you know, consciously or subconsciously, as you grow older, that might always be kind of a primal it's fear of, bleed yours, into of being the rest like, of your life. Yeah. yeah, and you know that can be kind of unhealthy. It could be healthy too. I, I don't fully know. Yeah, um, but you know, it is. It is important to be very aware of like how much money you're spending, how much money you're making, um, and keeping that all balanced out. But if you make that the focus of of everything you're doing, I feel like it's you're just going to be so fixated in it. You're going to become consumed by it. It's all you're going to think about. Right. Um, but you need to be aware of it for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. As far as saving goes. Yeah. Here we Save, go. Yeah, here yeah. it goes. Here it goes. Here Let's it talk goes. about the the real abundance. What what are your best tactics for saving? Like, do you have a certain percentage you take out of paychecks? Do you have like a like any rules you live by? Like, what what are your little tips and tricks for trying to get the most bang out of your buck? This one's a very general one, but um, I think it's important that people know it. So my rule of thumb, I think rent is probably all of our biggest expense every month, mm-hmm. right? Um, I keep my rent below 30% of my monthly salary. That's a great mm. idea. <laughs> yeah. So if you're above that, and I know it's tough when you're in New York or San Francisco or LA, but it's still important. Right. Um, you know, look for a cheaper place. You know, you can, you can make do with, with what you got. You can find cheap places in LA to live and right. rent is such a huge expense and you sign these long-term leases where uh you know your income can fluctuate so that's that's a really big stressor i think it's just affording your rent every month right uh, so the 30 percent is my that's a pretty good um, general yeah. rule of thumb i feel like most people are living on 50 percent that i mean oh my god that i mean artists or even sometimes less than that yeah uh, yeah it freaks me out yeah no i could imagine yeah that, for yeah, sure. it freaks me out when i go to like friends houses that are in west hollywood and they have this really fancy apartment and you right. can walk to bars and it's like I don't know how you're affording this. You're spending all your money on it? Oh my gosh. That it just causes more stress than it's worth to me. Um, I agree. But yeah, I mean, you could carry that rule with you through life wherever you go. When you're buying a house one day and your mortgage right. payment shouldn't be more than that. Okay. 30%. So, 30%. 30%. Rule of threes. You heard it here first. Okay. 30%. Sam Street. We're patented it. Wolf of Melrose, <laughs> baby. Yeah, Wolf of Melrose. You can still be the Wolf of Melrose. I am. Let's be real. Yeah, you'll be. You'll just instead you'll be what's like a sexier actor version of the Wolf of Melrose. You'll be the werewolf of Mer- Melrose. Ooh, werewolf. <laughs> I like that. I could see you as a werewolf. Totally. Yeah. So? yeah, you could totally be on like Teen Wolf or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> Riverdale. No, they don't have werewolves. No, they do. Oh, you would have been a great Harvey Kinkle and I think you would have been Archie. You look like Archie. Well, you look like KJ Appa is what you look like, mm-hmm. and therefore you look like Archie. I haven't watched Riverdale yet, but that's on my list. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched you Sabrina can take first. It off. It'll be fine. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, it's like a teenage soap opera, basically. I know, but I had to watch Sabrina. Watch I love it. all things. Watch witches. Marvelous Miss Maisel. I need to. You need to watch that. Instead. I know. Don't. 
Don't waste your time. I'm honestly trying not to watch a lot of TV anymore because yeah. that is contributing to more of my like, I suck, blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> really? like I said, I'm not really in that place right now, today. The past few days have been wonderful. Yeah. But, you know, I am trying to be proactive with my time. Okay. And because I'm not making any money right now, I need to be actively seeking employment and and return on investment that's what you saw her out on the street when you drove up just like with her hat out and she was doing tap dancing yeah oh that was great she was in her bathing suit yeah i saw a couple guys drop pennies in there yeah that's hey it adds up (laughs) a hundred pennies that was generous sam is a dollar it's copper coins yeah it adds up dropping in that hat yeah (laughs) just gotta save it all sorry if you're hearing my phlegm um i'm getting over (laughs) Yeah, I'm sickness. Oh, this is the <laughs> character coming out. <laughs> what's what's this character's this name? Character yet. Stephanie. <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> uh, can Stephanie ask you a question about money? Okay, Stephanie. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, I, I I was trying to save as many coins in my piggy bank as possible so that I could afford a car. Um. <laughs> But I was projected it was going to take about like five years until I could afford a car. So do you have any advice for me who wants to like uh, put a down payment on a car? Oh, Stephanie, that's a great question. But I I, I I just do like a lemonade stand on the weekends. Okay. Any advice there? Any advice there, Stephanie? I think you need to, to harness your talents and make make the most use out of them as possible. I don't know if a lemonade stand is going to be the best source of income for you. You sound like you have a great voice. That's really nice. Oh my yeah. God, it's so sweet. <laughs> so voiceover would be a great option. Yes, just for you. And it pays oh. really well. Oh, okay. It's fun. You'll really enjoy it. Oh, thanks. Oh my God, I can't wait. I'm going to voiceover. Okay, I'm a big millionaire now. That was really nice of you, Sam, to help Stephanie. Wow. Thanks, Stephanie. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> I've got a Venmo, Stephanie. You yeah. can... <laughs> That's actually amazing advice you gave Stephanie to just <laughs> utilize your talents. Yeah. Think of your, your... I think that's great advice, actually. Strengths and weaknesses. Like, you have to be real and honest about what your strengths and weaknesses are when it comes to a job that fulfills you. Right. You know, like, as far as a side hustle goes. Like, mm-hmm. if you're personable, if you are good with time management, if you're good on your feet and you can multitask, okay, just be a server. It's easy money. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, the, there you go. Duh. But there's, like, other jobs, like, sales. Sales is also a really good other actor gig. Um, and this isn't exclusively for actors, but yeah, just in general, I feel like if you have a personality, you go off of your strengths and your weaknesses is probably the best advice I've heard. Things that make you happy Mm -hmm. for sure. You don't mind spending your time. You know, it's like a, a square. You've got like strength, weakness, passion, and you got to find the thing that's like your strength and your passion about Mm. it. You know? You can't like a just Venn be, diagram, but in a square. Yeah, right. if you're passionate about it, it's your weakness. And you should probably work oh, on that. I know. So many actors. <laughs> <laughs> so many, everyone in every field they're in, which oh my is gosh. so sad. A lot of actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we just have a moment of silence? <laughs> For even the talented ones that are... <laughs> <laughs> That are not finding strength. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Honey. Honey. 
sweetheart. It's hard. It's a hard knock life for us. Yeah. And something that I try to remember, Ian and I talk about often is, you know, money does come and go. And you can be smart about it or, you know, not smart about it. But the one thing that is never replaceable is your time. So if you're mm. at a job like Victoria was, that was just sucking her soul dry. Oh my God, I made fine money. I could do anything I wanted, but I was miserable at the end of the day. Oh, this yeah. was when you were waiting tables? Or... Yeah. But well, like at I've... that particular place. Yeah. yeah. I've, yeah. I've been waiting tables for seven years. Yeah. Almost seven years. You're a veteran. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Back in my day. Yeah. No, I, I've been waiting tables for far too long. And then it just got to a point where... This like management. Management always sucks mm-hmm. at restaurants, personally, in my experience, because no one wants to be a manager of a restaurant. Mm-hmm. No one wants to have the problems of the restaurant fall True. on them, because yeah. no matter what, it just results in an unhappy customer that's like trying to eat. And I mean, yeah, Sam, you lost that one gig because of the allergy incident. Oh my the amount of times that I've given someone food that had their <laughs> Mess, a mistake yeah. that was so simple like that yeah, no. and you got fired from that that's crazy yeah. it was wild that's insane like you learn from your mistakes you know you can't yeah. hold a grudge against the people no that's so true you know but i just couldn't handle the management anymore i feel like i yeah. couldn't deal with the stress of it all mm-hmm. like and i wasn't even in the drama but i feel like they always come with like drama yeah. You gotta put yourself in their shoes too, though. It's like yeah. you gotta imagine how much crap they're dealing with. Oh, and, and that's why I had to leave because I yeah. would be too empathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just too sensitive yeah. for this job. <laughs> I just am so yeah. understanding. Yeah, it'll definitely toughen your skin up. I think I learned a lot from from my experience waiting tables. And I think everyone should do it at least once. Yeah. Teaches, oh yeah, yeah. Teaches you how to like what it's like to really like see the ugly side of humanity. Yeah. I feel. But you were working at a really nice place. You didn't Oh yeah, yeah. Did great. you have any mean, mean people? Like customers? Yeah. Yeah, I mean sometimes. And it was a big learning thing for me. I kinda learned this working in finance too. Um I had this illusion when I was younger that uh money kind of equaled happiness in a way. I didn't grow up like super rich or super poor. I was kinda in the middle. Right. And I just assumed that like if you had more money it meant you were smarter, more successful and had a happier life or had mm-hmm. like means to have a happier life. And working in in finance, I was surrounded by people making millions of dollars a year. And some of them were the most miserable people I've been around ever. Wow. And I was like, how is this possible? This is like, this is just shattering my mind. And mm-hmm. then same thing with the restaurant. And, you know, sometimes you get guests that come in and they're clearly very uh, wealthy. wealthy and well off. But they're and miserable. They, yeah, it's just crazy that the two don't correlate exactly. Right. And I'm not saying... You know, you can't be happy if you have money. I'm, so, I'm not saying money's evil. You can be happy and rich. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's said that, you know, to that money, you know, it does make you happier to an extent. Yeah. Like to a certain amount that you have. $80,000. Yeah, 80000 Yeah, I think it's 80000 And you have enough to cover all your expenses, have fun, you know, splurge a little bit here and there, but not, all, but also not have the responsibility of managing thousands and millions of dollars and putting it into 
you know, various accounts and IRAs or I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah. much. Um, <laughs> or having to deal with the feeling of people only hanging out with you or wanting to be with you because you have money. Oh, my gosh. And also what Danielle said, time is money. All those people that are working in those offices in the finance place, you just like you said, you're there till four in the morning sometimes. Yeah. You're a wolf. You're actually a werewolf because oh. you're... you're <laughs> I love how we just right. That's beautiful <laughs> tag team duo. You guys kind of look like brother and sister. I could see it. We yeah, do, we should do I it. I could see it. Yeah. Well, or I have a brother. I, hope I love we get you, cast Joey. It's like a family. <laughs> that's one what day. I'm saying. We should do that. Yeah. Good or idea. make our own content because we could do that's that. how we make things happen in Hollywood. I need to do that. Pretty more soon, often. podcast on the vibe is going to be a media outletting surface. Yeah. We're going to have uh, streaming, and we're going to. have Live videos. And we're going to also have a like a Whole Foods 365 situation <laughs> where, we, <laughs> where we open sell mics. you juice and coffee and smoothies. Reiki circles. And come get local organic produce. Mm, this Poetry podcast reading. is brought to you by Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> Future sponsor. Future sponsor. One can dream. That's another one. Have you heard of um, vision boards? Vision boards. Yeah. Is this where you like... You it's project. like a manifestation Yes, thing, yeah. manifest destiny. Do you believe in the secret? What's the secret? Uh, uh, here uh, we go. Uh, uh, here you go, Victoria. <laughs> drop it like it's hot. Drop it, drop it like it's hot. the law of attraction, right? I've, d- I've heard He's very dabbled. little about it. You can, you, uh, you can teach me. Okay, well, we're going to stop this podcast now. Thank you for listening because we're going to watch the entirety of the secrets. And on... what the bleep do we know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I fell asleep during that, though. It's okay. I'll really? watch it for the 18th time. It's okay. all good. Isn't it like five hours? No. Oh. It's like, it's like a movie. It's cute. <laughs> oh, it's so hard for me not to fall asleep in movies these Same. days. Ugh, I'm the worst. <laughs> Nobody got time for that. We're just used to these like short videos. I know, Our really. attention spans are Anything longer gone. than five minutes, I'm out. No. So, yeah. Victoria, in <coughs> layman's terms, what yeah. is the secret? What is the secret? The secret is the law of attraction, mm-hmm. which is essentially you attract what you put out you create your own reality you create your own reality essentially so the vibrations that you're putting off now whether whatever frequency they be at that's why we're called on the vibe by the way because we, we're all about we're all about your frequencies and your vibrations oh, how's my frequency victoria oh it's pretty stellar otherwise it wouldn't have asked you to come on i think your aura <laughs> is is like slightly it's like green bluish green, green. It's, yeah it's is definitely it really? some green in there you for like money and because it's abundance money. i think she's saying that because it's like because we see you as like this giant dollar bill sign with a grill in but his like mouth. there's some blue in there too because like you're you're vocalizing your truth right now and that comes from the the throat chakra which is like a, a sky blue and the throat chakra vibration is hum so let's all hum really quick so hum. three two one take a big breath in hum okay cool thanks good job so anyway <laughs> the secret <laughs> um if you so the way that like a vision board might might pertain to the secret is, is this a physical board or is this just yes. like something it's a written? physical board okay i guess you digital cut could work yeah. too but like yeah like feel feel your creations like okay. hold them the idea them is yeah for sure the idea is that you like create this board magazines pronounce whatever and it's a, a simulation of everything that you want your future to look like all yeah. of your goals and ambitions pictures of your house pictures of the car you want pictures of like people like people doing the dream job you want like a picture of an oscar Ooh, so i could photoshop myself like holding an, an oscar, yeah. holding an oscar yeah, standing definitely. next to like quentin Tarantino. exactly See, on the my thing that is board, on every single actor's vision board yes you could yeah. do that <laughs> i just want like the doTERRA like two twenty five hundred dollar like starter kit 
That's that would be my vision board. Gotta dream big. That's it. Like you could literally down to the dog that you want in your future. You could put it on your board. And I mean, suppose I I haven't I can't speak from experience. This is why I'm asking you if you've ever heard of it. Because I've never like I made one and I did like get some of the stuff that was on it like by the end of the year, but then um I moved and I think just kind of went to crap on that one because i didn't have um i was living out of my car anyway that's a, that's a different life story for victoria but <laughs> next episode yeah next episode <laughs> but for me like i did acquire a, some of those things but what it's about is visualization yeah and like mantras and believing it and like feeling it and having like a, a meditative mindset on it and the re- the reason that sometimes people are skeptical of it is because they think that all it is is Oh, you just think yourself into the life that you want. Yeah. Oh, you just visualize yourself into the future of your dreams. And like, yeah, I get that that's pretty preposterous. But at the same time, it's not just that. It's the it's the manifestation of the idea of the mm-hmm. dream of the reality and then taking the action it steps. It like subconsciously or consciously like leads you to it. Yes. Yeah. Because you are attracting it. The vibrations of that thought, like even if you talk to a water glass, there's science about this. Mm, yeah. <laughs> there's science. Um, you can talk to a water glass and you can say like, I love you to the water glass or you can say, I hate you to the water glass and the vibrations are different. They freeze they, the water and the particles will have different, like it looks like snow patterns. Really? Yeah. yeah there's a different whole study patterns. about that. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of a lot of Rastafarian cultures, Buddhist cultures, or practices rather, lifestyles. You know, a lot of people bless their food, and it's not in in in, a, in you know Catholic or Christian cultures or, or Jewish cultures will you know thank God for that, but some cultures will thank the earth or nature, and and putting that vibration into your food is supposed to benefit not only your body and enrich enrich you with those nutritions, but your mind too Mm -hmm. for, for having that connection to that process. Yeah. Everything has a vibrational frequency, including money. And that's why I bring up the money mentality Mm -hmm. because it is sort of relating to the law of attraction where if you have this negative mindset about money where you're shameful about it or you've grown up thinking that it's scarce and you can't have it or it's hard to come by or money doesn't grow on trees you know whatever you were taught growing up or whatever you've come to believe or come to accept of yourself and your story that you aren't worth something or you aren't worthy whatever it is that is attracting your reality. Yeah, so which the, is less money. Exactly, like, yeah. exactly. So yeah. that's that's what it is. That's I totally get that. Yeah. I know I've been thinking about that without labeling it. Right. You know and what I mean? Yes. And that's the whole point of the secret is that this is like a thing yeah. that thought leaders, visionaries, like people that have changed our world, Albert Einstein, they know this inherently in their brain because it is just the constitution and chemical structure of your brain. Like you have what you think you will obtain what you want and you create your world. Yeah. But now science is trying to break it down and understand it more and it can get a little woo woo and people go right. crazy with yeah. it. And yeah. that's why I said earlier that there needs to be some sort of balance right. between, you know, especially those of us that do practice a spiritual or, you know, conscious lifestyle. But yeah, you, you do, you boo boo. <laughs> um, but marry that with the structural, structural, um, practical, like tangible 
systems that you have especially been brought to do and have learned to do. (laughs) I I wonder if they can hear. They definitely can. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria, keep it up. Let it out, baby. Let it out. (laughs) Let those bad thoughts of money go into that tissue. Um, I get that though, because I knew people, you know, growing up around me or in college who had a mindset of scarcity of, oh, we can't, they, they would like actually talk about it all the time. It's like, oh, I'm so poor. It's just like, yes. okay, you know, there's better things to have a conversation about. I don't know why exactly. you're talking about that. And I never like, I never, uh, you know, I was just, I was a college kid. So we were just as well off as everybody else. And, um, I felt like that never helped anybody by like stating that because you right. just it would become your reality, and you yeah, think it just that puts you in this mentality and in yeah. this state of like, ugh, like, yeah. Ugh, yeah. sticky and gross. Yeah, yeah, you feel me on that, so I you get you. it. I get it. No, I've been thinking about that without calling it what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, you're a genius. It's like that. Uh, <laughs> you guys know that thing that Jim Carrey did with. His, yes, yes, that's exactly. He's like a big proponent of this idea. Oh, he's so cool. Yeah, no, he's. I he's love Jim Carrey. Amazing. I've never met him, but he's I love an him. enigma. If there ever was one, like he is the definition of an enigma, I would say. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I mean, I don't think we even mentioned what it was in case anyone doesn't know. But he took a dollar bill when he was like dirt broke and put five zeros behind it to make a million dollars. Oh, he wrote I heard himself he wrote a, a check. check. Oh, it was a check. Yeah. We actually talked about this in our second episode of the podcast we just skimmed on it but it was so powerful i said dollar bill because i did that in front of my toilet when i was 21 (laughs) yeah look at you you're the genius yeah no it's i mean here i am but (laughs) what was i thinking like yeah i'm just gonna take a shit and look at this dollar bill and hopefully one day yeah well Uh, it's so where did he put it above his bed I think he had his wallet. Yeah. Oh. He just carried it around with him and he wrote it to himself for ten million dollars and it said under the memo, uh, acting services rendered. Wow. And he dated it. Yeah. Like maybe five or ten years down it the road. Was five years exactly. Five years exactly. That's yeah. What it was. And, wow. And he kept uh, it in his wallet. That literally, long? he kept it in his wallet. I don't know if he looked at it often or what, but right. Um, he the story goes he like booked. Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura, yeah. Or Dumb and yeah. Dumber, I, I always forget. It was either Ace Ventura or Dumb and Dumber, like right before the check was due. That's crazy. And it came true, and it was like a $10 million contract. That's oh, insane. it's so cool. It's such a cool story. It is a cool story. And he would also do this thing where he like would drive up to uh, Mulholland, like overlooking all of LA, and just kind of yeah. like visualize what he wanted to see himself doing. Exactly. And so, yeah, I feel like that's a great example of that's a perfect how that example. can become true. Right. Yeah. And I think you would enjoy watching The Secret just because there's a lot of stories like that. Yeah. That on that documentary. And that's why I think everyone should watch it, regardless of, you know, what whatever their belief system is. Just yeah. because like those are true stories and they're interesting. And Oh, is it like a religious affiliated It's not. No. It's just some people think it's I don't understand why people wouldn't want to necessarily engage in it because all it is is positive thinking essentially at its core, you know, and like believing the life that you want to have. Believing in yourself is basically what it is. Yeah. But um, people tend to think, people are skeptical just like with anything else. They just, like I said, there's just a big They need real proof. Yeah, proof. mm -hmm. It'll come, they'll be ready for it when they're ready for it or when they need it the most, you know, or it 
it's just not something that they'll have in this lifetime. For sure. It's not a lesson that they're willing to be open to. I think we're changing as like a society though. Even my mom was like, you should read The Secret. She's she's even promoting it. So I feel like yeah. things are changing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I mean, everyone's going vegan and right. interested in chakras and Reiki and all this stuff. So we're definitely coming back to a sense of, of um, higher awareness. Yeah. And, and consciousness and, and vibes. You said that you meditate, right? I, think I meditate, I, yeah. yeah well, how, what's your meditation practice like? A meditation practice. Yeah. Uh, my uncle is a Buddhist. That's cool. Does he live Buddhist here? Buddhist for a long time. He lives in Los Angeles. He does? He lives really close to me. Yeah. Oh, and do you guys hang out? We hang out Do you meditate together? We're going to get lunch on Saturday, dinner on Saturday. That's beautiful. I've never meditated with him, but he's the guy who kind of like opened me up to it. Actually, I did one time. So he's a practicing Buddhist, Zen. Wow. I don't know. I'm going to butcher it if I get into specifics, but he's basically like a priest or something. You know, he's been... Yeah. Uh, he's been at this thing for a while, right? So I, uh, I did a sitting with him where we sat for like half an hour and then we took like a little break and then we sat again for half an hour and I was like, it was amazing. Wow. Um, did you just sit or did he guide you through anything? There was some guidance beforehand. Okay. But during the sitting, it was just all you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it was so cool. Yeah. I'd meditated before that, but I never really like had I don't know my thoughts would wonder and then I just kind of came to this realization that's like okay if they wonder like you just bam. it's cool bam once you realize that once you realize it's just sitting in the middle of your thoughts yeah the game changes oh yeah totally. because then you then that's when the benefit you it's like you open up to the benefits and you realize how much more aware you are in your everyday life right just like moment to moment I'll look back at times where I'm meditating for like weeks on end and then like a week I won't meditate and I'll I'll be like, what's what's wrong with me? I'm like so angry and like caught up and stressed, yeah. and anxious, and I like I'll even be doing yoga and doing the stuff that it takes. But that ten minutes or 20, 30 minutes in the morning is what changes everything. Or oh, yeah, night. I do it the second I wake up. Yes. Yeah. Wake up, pee, sit. That's my motto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah. That should be on a T-shirt. I'm gonna make it. We could sell so we could sell it for some money and a. We should. Hey. Yeah. That should be the name of our sketch comedy troupe. I, I honestly, yeah. Wake <laughs> pee sit. Wake up pee sit. Yeah, wake woke piss sit. No, we'll figure. That we'll out. figure it out. Yeah, it'll we'll we'll come to something. We're creative. Arise piss sit. No, wake up pee sit. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. Just, just like everything in life. Just like everything. just like your finances. Just like your finances. Is there anything else? I can't think of another question. I'm so bad at finances that I honestly can't even figure out like what other question that I have to be better well, at. Well, then them. let's recap a little bit. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's 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 go over the gems. Budgeting. Budgeting is key. key you got to know. Receipts. Keep your receipts. Got to know what's coming in and what's going out. Just like anything being a human. Strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, uh, that was a good one. No, for as far as obtaining money, using your strengths, understanding your weaknesses, accepting them, being aware. Yeah, and knowing that your time is valuable. So, obtaining money, doing something that you actually enjoy, rather than 
a job that's sucking your life away or something that's not really what you want to be doing, mm-hmm. that's key too. It's called opportunity cost, by the way. Oh, the look at that. Term. It's, it's basically cost. like, what is, what is the biggest thing I'm giving up to be doing this right now? Like, like when you watch TV, it's like, um, the most valuable thing I'd be doing with my time would be like working on this script or something like that. Yeah. Whoa. Talk opportunity cost. Opportunity yeah. cost. So like if I'm watching TV, I'm spending money technically. It's, it's not like you're technically spending money. <laughs> um, you could apply it to spending money though. Yeah. Cause if you spend 10 bucks on something, the opportunity cost would be the greatest thing you could spend that other 10 bucks on. Okay. Um, you could look up the term on investopedia.com. Perfect. That's where I get all of my, or investopedia.com. investopedia.com. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Definitely. This podcast is brought to you by investopedia.com. <laughs> um, it should be. <laughs> Future sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great advice. Yeah. That's just the word for what we were talking about. But Opportunity yeah. cost. Exactly. No, I think that's good to like, almost put like a word to a a name so that you have this awareness that it's a thing makes it more actualized if that makes sense yeah that's the secret baby yeah like the what you were talking about with like you already knew the law of attraction but now that you've put a word to it you can kind of like create it more if that Mm -hmm. makes sense more concrete i guess concrete is yes that's a good way to put it the 30 percent yeah 30 percent to housing game changer game changer Mm-hmm. Gum changer <laughs> of all your income. Did you just say gum changer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gum changer? Yeah, sometimes your gum gets stale. Changer. <laughs> changer. And that'll bring you abundance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what or a gum dense. Oh, wow. Her, We're getting her, punny. Her, her. We're getting gummy. <laughs> no. No, no, no. I haven't no, seen you no. laugh this hard yet. This is great. <laughs> I told you I'm delirious. <laughs> My life is in such shambles. I'm just like vibrating. <laughs> there you go. Before we bring in Ian, is there anything else you want to recap? Did we talk about the money mindset. Money mindset. Positive mentality surrounding money. You said passion and strength. strength. We talked mm. about the strength and weaknesses, but passion and strength, strength. equals and equals abundance. Abundance. Yeah. It's it's just abundance. like being uh self-aware enough to know what your strengths and weaknesses are heck yeah and if you're not you gotta ask people hey victoria what's my strength yeah you, your muscles man <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um before we yeah. bring ian on would you suggest or would you say that you know how you take care of yourself like whether that be meditation exercise how you eat mm-hmm. correlates with your wealth to an extent abundance oh yeah yeah i mean it's it's this whole thing i've been making a part of my life is like this kind of trifecta a triangle of like my spiritual my mental and my uh physical health i think it's all very important and it all kind of that's another way of saying the mind body and soul oh yeah trifecta right there we're all just a bunch of walking trifectas yeah no i think it's important you can't let one of the the sides diminish you know for sure Mm. values i think a good term for that is values Mm -hmm. too like relationships i know are a big deal for me i think that's also part of like spiritual and mental Mm -hmm. yeah it can be yeah yeah like what are your values and don't let them fall at the wayside otherwise you won't be happy one thing about money mentality i want to say mantras are really good for me i've noticed like i'll do sleep hypnosis at night where i go to bed and i'm listening to sleep hypnosis for like 
wealth and abundance. And then I have like a few mantras I'll say, and this works. This literally works for me. It actually does. Where I will say, um, money flows to me freely, easily, and naturally. I'm open to abundance. Abundance is coming. Money comes to me. I'm open to the flow of money. Like whatever, whatever sort of things work mm. for you. When I actually stick to those and repeat those over and over, money will just show up out of nowhere. Like with whether it's in an a unfortunate situation, like last year I totaled my car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two years ago I totaled my car and I got $13,000 back from it. But like I had been saying that that whole time, like money comes to me, money comes to me. And then bam, smack, I crashed my car. Yeah. But like it actually ended up being better for me in the long run. Um every single time that I've done that in my life, that helps my mentality because I'm just believing it. I'm just saying it. I'm believing it. The more I actualize it in my mouth with my words, it has actually come true for me and it's real. So I have two things that I want to share about this. Um, I partner with unplug meditation. Um, and this is not like a sponsored speak or anything. It's a plug for (laughs) unplug. No, uh, but I, I do have a sponsorship with them and I love their meditation app. Um, and it, it's super affordable. Um, and their meditations are great. And there's this one, I, I wish I knew who the teacher was, but it, it was an abundance meditation, but it was one of the most visual meditations that I had ever participated in. And it was like 15 minutes. And basically, uh, the meditation started where she had us visualize we were in a garden mm. and we were planting money. No, no, whatever whatever plant we wanted and for whatever reason this was before my financial turmoil kind of started really it was right before and I planted a money tree and so despite all the turmoil that I've been going through the past few weeks what kind of keeps me going is knowing that those seeds have been planted and that the growth Mm. is already in motion yeah and just visualizing that tree growing and and eventually covering me you know, with its shade and with its yeah. money. <laughs> with that moolah. Um, and that being said, I uh, was recommended a podcast um, by a dear friend of Victoria and I, um, Alison Walter. She gave me Danielle Laporte's podcast, Lightwork. Oh. There's only six episodes. They're all an hour long. I highly recommend them. And the word that I keep getting from her, and it's not something that she really like throws at you, but it's something that I keep picking up on is devotion. Mm. devotion to yourself devotion to your passions devotion to your relationships and devotion to your crafts and I think that that kind of goes hand in hand with you know the secret that we're talking about with that passion and strength is just being devoted to providing for yourself and and having sustainability and abundance hey yo and then we'll all be the werewolves of Melrose yeah, I'm down <laughs> I like that I like I that it. too yeah. Be like a cute little werewolf clan. Ian, come talk to us. Let me just warm up here. <laughs> you need to breathe, Ian. Yeah. Let me get let me get some of that breath action. Oh, nice. That was like yeah. a that was a Stephanie breath. <laughs> definitely a Stephanie breath. Hey, <laughs> Stephanie breath. Puppy dog. Wait, take a deep breath in your nose. And then close off your right nostril, breathe outside of me. Close off your left nostril, breathe outside that one. Yeah, I was feeling I was feeling it. I was just letting it ride, you know.
Yeah. So Sam, I don't know if you know about like the segment I do, um, but I usually listen to the podcast because I'm recording it. And then I think about how the topic of the podcast pertains to the future of humanity, because that's what I love to contemplate. Like you see a whole bookshelf of futurist books. I love to think about the future of science, the future of physics, um, and just our destiny as a species, as a community. Um, and you know, I think that for me, I, I see money as ultimately boiling down to resources. And for me, it always goes back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs and how people are getting those needs met. So yeah, I, for me, I think that money, we frequently boil it down to our personal gain and our personal ability to make that space for ourselves in the world, like um, individually, you know, I've heard it said that when you after you graduate school, your report card essentially becomes your bank statement and your credit score. Mm-hmm. And I think there's truth to that. But for me, I think money is, like I was saying, goes back all the way to just resources and the amount of resources and energy and actual power, not like power over others, but the f- like power, solar power or, you know, resources like that, that um, drive our society as a whole. And so I I was talking to my friend who's, um, he's pretty fiscally conservative, politically conservative. He's actually socially liberal, which is funny, but, um, and it was funny cause we kind of agreed on this idea about uh, a universal salary of sorts, like a universal welfare. Um, and I just heard recently they're actually trying this in a province in India where they're giving everyone a baseline salary to see what it does for their economy because I think everything in life is a momentum and the momentum that um, it can either work for you or against you. You know, like when you start getting down on your, your luck or whatever with your money, you frequently start splurging more. You do things that, you know, feed your soul or you feel like you need to release that outlet, but now you're spending more money and you're getting back behind it and vice versa. You know, when you have enough money, then you can take the classes. You can do, you know, you can have a gym membership. You can do these things that keep your, you know, physical and spiritual momentum up to where you can accomplish more in your life. And so I think that for me at the broad view of that for humanity, I think that there is enough. I think there isn't more than enough for everyone even on our current planet, and if we if it was delegated and used correctly, all the resources, the energy, the fossil fuels, the solar energy especially, um, could be used to grow enough food for everyone, to have enough food, and to have that baseline of our needs met to where we can ultimately achieve what humanity's destiny really is. And for me, our destiny is exploration it's discovery it's creativity it's creating new experiences for ourselves because ultimately like all the life you know all the world is a stage and we're basically performing for each other in life whether it's you know in an actual film or just you know the story of someone's life that wasn't an entertainer can be just a beautiful story that we learn so much about Mm -hmm. And so I frequently have this conversation with my brother. (laughs) Right. I frequently have this conversation with my brother about robotics because um, he has a a sort of Luddite mentality about it. Um, 
being like kind of anti-tech and that's what my whole thing is like technological positivity mm. because I, I think that it, there needs to be more things that counteract the negativity of, you know, like I always bring up like the apocalypse scenarios of robots. Um, but his thing is like, yeah, even if robots don't become self-aware and destroy us all in some type of Terminator scenario, um, what are, what is everyone going to do? You know, as more robots become more capable, people become less useful. And so it's this idea of like, okay, now we have this undereducated populace that we have to deal with and feed and clothe and make sure they have shelter and everything. And um, for me, I really feel like the answer is solar power. You know, I think with harnessing the sun's energy outside of the Earth's atmosphere, you know, space is the final frontier but it's really is the final frontier because we haven't even explored a tenth of a percent a millionth of a percent of what is out there mm. and that's our destiny i think our destiny is really it is space and it is the stars and i think that robotics is a step that we can take to get to that point because it takes people outside of this menial labor task and it's like peter diamandis talks about who's the founder of the x prize and uh you know, he talks about how much of people's time, their only non-renewable resource, they spend in idle tasks or passivity. And it's one of the plagues of depression currently that is we're facing in America and around a lots of the first world nations is we have a lot of our needs met, but we're not engaging ourselves or enriching ourselves in such a way that allows us to feel um, fulfilled. And it's yeah. really difficult to find something For like sure. that that drives you and makes you believe in yourself and in the world at large. And so I think, yeah, I think that our destiny is that exploration of the stars and the resources that are out there are nearly infinite. You know, like one asteroid that Peter Diamandis has talked about mining is billions of dollars in, in rare earth metals. Like, the scale at which is in space is basically unfathomable. And so I think that we constantly quarrel with, between ourselves on Earth, thinking between these nations, because it's been a necessity. You know, peace is what happens in the wake of war. And, you know, warring nations have to continually upgrade their, you know, industrialized armies in order to maintain their control on the, on the Earth. Oh. And so if we could seek outside of that it might allow us to unify as a mm -hmm. as a globe and as a species and as a community and reach a, a next space of you know spiritual discovery artistic discovery and actual scientific and physical discovery um, outside of our atmosphere and outside of our planet Mm. Mm. That juicy bit of information is brought to you by Stumpton Coffee and Housemade Cashew Milk. Yes, <laughs> right. I got. I, I was like, "That's You're my on fire." That, that was my financial. So that was my financial splurge. Um, I liked it. Yeah, sixteen dollars on uh, Stumptown Coffee Beans. Future <laughs> <Worth> sponsor. <laughs> right. And Danielle's homemade cashew milk. Yeah, cashew milk. Cashew milk. That stuff Wait, is fire. You had me taste your homemade cashew milk. Oh, it's so That's good. I guess I. I haven't tasted anything yeah. in my life. Um, that yeah, was so informative, Ian, and eye-opening. Because I like how you said, 
we need to find a new space. And you're uh-huh. like, it, literally, it's space, though. Like, we need to... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually space. <laughs> what we're talking about is, is really space, though. I do like that whole, like, positive spin on technology, though. Yeah. Like, there's so much negativity around it these yeah, days. Scared, right. like, scared, yeah, scared, scared, fear. People have a lot of fear about it. For well, sure. I think refreshing. a lot of the fear, um, and I've experienced it, is the exponential rate of complexity that we have to interact with on a daily basis like Mm. now to be a functioning human within our current society you have to be able to be proficient on computers and cell phones and the idiosyncrasies therein and it's you know it's very difficult Mm. i think in a lot of ways and that's like the other piece of this i was listening to you you know saying like i i think that we frequently try to make everyone do everything like you were saying i have to be you know victoria you were like i have to you know be all on top of my personal finances but your strength is not mathematics it's performance and art and touching people's hearts and that's just as important (laughs) you know it's every bit as important as any other skill and the strength that humanity has is um interdependence Mm. it's not independence it's interdependence right it's the tribe mentality that each person specialized in their specific thing that they're the strongest at and they come together to bring that and add to the whole. Yeah. Yeah. And we talk a lot about that in our education episode about how we feel like that's severely lacking in our education system, but that is across the board, you know, beyond school, beyond, you know, your financial standpoint, it's just understanding Mm -hmm. that it's okay that you're not mathematically you know, exceptional. I'm not either, but right. we have other things that we're good at. Ian is the tech guy. You're the finance wolf of Melrose, you know, hey. but Victoria is like the most amazing yoga instructor I've ever experienced, yeah. you know, and we should also host another class soon though. Yes. Cause Danielle does her Reiki. Yeah. We, she does Reiki. I do yoga and, and I feel it flowing. So let's yeah. go. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I've been working on it. I'm back in it. Let's yeah. Go. We periodically do like on the vibe events and we'll have local vendors come. Uh, my company, sinless raw chocolate plug. Um, it's sinless vegan now, it. Ian. Get God, it right. Sam, you get to try it because you were <laughs> a guest. Yes. It's oh so God. good. And it's... just because you're at our house and we have boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Whether you were on the podcast it's or not. It's free chocolate. It's no sugar. And it actually has antioxidants inside of it. Oh my gosh. But we actually recorded one of those events. We're we're totally tangenting here, but that's okay. Like we're we're here just having a good time. Um and we hope that those of you listening feel like you're with us because we feel you here even though like this is recorded before you will be hearing it. Anyway, um we do events. Uh, we do on the vibe events, and we actually have one recorded from our birthday celebration in October. I, I have something um, I want to add yeah. about um specifically hemp but also like marijuana in the future going on um i think it's so funny that we've you know suppressed marijuana and and hemp growing um and production for so long in the united states but i was reading this article recently about uh there's a compound called graphene and it's atomically structured uh graphite and so they essentially um, align the atoms of the graphite into what's called buckyballs that were discovered by Buckminster Fuller. Um, and it's the strongest known structure in the universe. It's like a geodesic dome. Um, and they've used hemp to make a substance now that's, um, I think, I believe it's like 10 times stronger than graphene. Whoa. So what? one of the strongest compounds human have ever created stronger than diamonds is now made from hemp. And I think it'd be so funny if, 
humanity goes into space in marijuana spaceships because <laughs> that would just be the best like like fuck you to the you know everything yeah the people have blocked its legalization so our episode is now much longer than we all probably anticipated but that's great so sam this is something that we ask all of our guests what makes you vibe how do you tap in how do you feel the most excellent that you are Mm. tuned in on your own frequency Mm -hmm. what is it what's your secret yeah what what puts you in that place what gets me in like the the zone yeah what gets you vibing Hmm. i am very uh like people focused person i feel like I'm most in the zone when I'm with other people doing things. Mm. I uh, I couldn't be a writer for this reason, unless I was in like a writer's room. Writer but group. I've tried writing by myself, and I just go crazy. I have to be with other people, like collaborating on things, and then creating is another big part of it. So creating collaborative, groups. Create, creative creativity. Create collaborative creativity. CC. <laughs> that's that's what I vibe on. That's when I get in the zone. Is that the answer you're looking that, for? Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Do I need to get more specific? I want to. I, I want to kind that. of tangent off of that, but the, in the same realm because this was a question that I was asked at a really wonderful event that I went to a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. When do you feel the most seen? Seen as in people are like looking at me and paying attention. No, like seeing man, like, like, like I see you. I I <laughs> see you. Like when do you feel the like most? I'm so seen, scene, like, I go to like the scene. Yeah, like right. Stefan from SNL. <laughs> I, I hang out in Highland Park. Yeah. Wear leather jacket. East side. Do I feel the most seen? Yeah. yeah as humans, seen. we desire to be seen more than anything else. Oh, like people are understanding. Yeah, yeah. They're acknowledging your presence exactly. and yeah. listening like, to namaste, what you have to bro. say. Oh, like, yeah. They're they're making an attempt to understand your experience. Mm-hmm. So, when do you feel? Is that the question? Yeah. When do you feel mm. you're you're seen the most? Hmm. When am I seen the most? Yeah. When are you seeing? It's. I mean, obviously, anything that I'm talking about that I have a strong passion for, whether it's like acting or a movie that i watched Mm -hmm. or i mean even talking about like finance with you guys which is something i don't feel like totally seen about all the time because it's not something people talk about that often just when people can relate to you on that level and that takes like i think it takes people that are also seen in the same way that you're seen you know Hmm. my thing is big into improv and acting you're like that too so we can talk about it and connect right if someone doesn't know that much about that that doesn't mean that i can't be seen by them but it takes like that person being open to it right and i think that open mindset just carries over into everything in life and that goes hand in hand with what you said about your vibe like you're such a people-oriented person that you feel the most seen when someone can relate to you on what you're passionate about totally I love that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sam. You're a beautiful guest. You gave us so much wisdom and advice today. Mm-hmm. And, and how all, exciting. I like know. we have like some really awesome tidbits and, and gems, like I said earlier. And congrats for being our first non UCF guest. <laughs> yeah. We love uh, our UCF family. Out of Orlando, and baby. our first yes. guest of the year. Thank you so much for tuning in to Podcast on the Vibe. It, it feels, feels good, good to, to be, be tapped, tapped in. in. I, I felt seen right there. Yes. <laughs>